Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Friday Night Ohio podcast. I'm Cliff Hickman from the Canton Repository, and we're here with Mike Popovich from the Repository. How are you doing, Mike? Good, Cliff. Nice to be back with you guys uh, after a couple weeks here. Yes, uh, we're ready to talk about week five, and it's kind of snuck up on me. It doesn't feel like the halfway point of the regular season, but here we are. It feels like we're still in the midst of uh, summer here, the way the weather's been. It's been great weather, though. Probably not great for the players, you know, because it's been a little hot, but it's been great weather to watch watch these games so far this season. And knock on wood, hopefully that uh, continues for a few more weeks here at least. Absolutely, and it was a it was a night full of action. And Mike, you were out tonight at Jackson, and you got to see some records being set, or at least one record. Well, when Brendan Craig ran the third snap of the game, forty four yards for a touchdown, and then Perry's DeAndre Church. Uh, on Perry's first snap of the game goes 80 yards for a touchdown. You're thinking, boy, you're, it looks like it's setting up to be a great night of offense. And that was the case as uh, Jackson went on to defeat Perry 56-30. to Brendan Craig, six touchdown runs. That tied a Jackson school record uh, set by Ricky Spradling in the year 2013 against Toledo St. Francis. And he finished with uh, 295 yards rushing. Uh, Believe it or not, that's not a Jackson record. Uh, He set the record Brendan Craig did uh, well over 300 yards rushing in a game last season against Nordonia. Um, you know, it was it was close early, and then Jackson started to pull away uh, in in the second quarter. Uh, the one thing that set things up for Jackson was their passing game. Uh, Hunter Geisinger and the quarterback and his receivers, uh, Matt Kistler and uh, Ron Foster, that kind of set things up for for Brendan Craig to have as as big of a night as he did. And uh, it it was just a it was just a magnificent performance by him and uh, DeAndre. Church for Perry. I mean, Brendan Craig scored six touchdowns, but DeAndre Church had a great night as well. He had uh, 283 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Uh, Perry falls to one and four. This was uh, probably their their toughest game of the year. I mean, they had some close losses, a couple of overtime losses uh, early on. But, uh, you know, this was a game that uh, Jackson started to pull away in the second quarter and go on to improve to 5-0. and And that sets up a, a matchup with uh, Unbeaten Lake next week, who uh, defeated uh, Louisville in a non-league game tonight. And, uh, you know, that's going to be a, a good test for the Polar Bears. Yes, and Keeping within the Federal League, I was over at Glen Oak tonight where the Golden Eagles had Hoover. The Vikings won that one 35-0. Really impressive display by both the offensive and defensive line by Hoover. The Vikings, they've been known for their passing attack the last few years. Now it's all about the ground game, especially after the injury to Cade Henney. And they've adapted really well. They ran for over 300 yards tonight. Luke Roach had 106 yards rushing. Uh, Carson Derlin, the quarterback, boy, was he impressive. 12 carries, 86 yards. Really fast. I mean, he brings a different dynamic to the offense, and it was uh, fun to watch. 
their defensive line is is pretty scary. Drew Logan is uh, is kind of a force of nature. He had a recovered fumble tonight, and uh, it's just uh, they're playing really well. It's going to be interesting to see them as they head into the second half of their schedule. Now that they've kind of adjusted and found that identity because they look really good along the lines. Yeah, you've seen them a couple of times and, you know, they go through the disappointment of losing uh, the player who, uh, you know, was supposed to play quarterback for them, uh, Cade Henney, this year. And uh, it, it sounds like, you know, as you said, they're they're really starting to put put things together, as you said, find their identity. And, uh, you know, this is a good time for, for that to start happening for them. And we'll take a look at another game in the Federal League, Mike. How about this? McKinley had a big win over Green tonight, 34-14. to McKinley was down early in this one. Yeah, as uh, uh, Josh Weir, who was at the game, wrote, it was a, it was a tale of uh, two halves for McKinley. And uh, a big second half uh, helped lead them to their third straight win tonight. Uh, Chris Williams, 153 yards rushing on 30 carries and two touchdowns. And, uh, you know, Harold Fannin had a, had a big night in all three phases of the game for the Bulldogs. And, uh, you know, we were sitting here a few weeks ago wondering, you know, what was going to become a McKinley season, you know, when they get off to an 0-2 start. Uh, but now they've uh, rolled off uh, three straight wins, uh, uh, two two in a row in the uh, Federal League. And, you know, Antonio Hall has them uh, back on track. I saw McKinley last week. I was really impressed with them. They have a lot of composure because it was kind of a thing where Perry got off to a quick start against them but they didn't panic and just hung with it and it looks like kind of a similar thing this week they definitely have the players that can pile up points in a hurry and stretches well and when you have uh some a famous alumni like uh, mike doss and percy snow who went on to play in the nfl uh at the game watching you that should offer some inspiration as well um mckinley 27 unanswered points against uh, a green team now who started the season 3-0. and uh, And, you know, they've had some injury issues lately, but they've uh, dropped two straight in, uh, in the Federal League. Not the only big McKinley alum following along. Uh, Maurice Miller was following that game on my Twitter feed. He was in the UFC Contender Series this week, had a big win, and did not get offered a contract. I'm not sure what they were thinking. I, I don't know. You know more about it than I do. Well, but. yeah, he won 30-27 across all three judges' scorecards, so I'm still a little bitter about it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to complain about that here. Maurice Miller should be in the UFC, but we'll leave that for some other article or topic. Let's take a look at the EVC. This is one that interested me, Mike. Alliance defeated Salem, previously unbeaten Salem, 27-21 in overtime. The Quakers were up 14-0 after the first quarter. Alliance comes back to win this one. It was a big game from Caden Davis. He scored the deciding touchdown in overtime on a 20-yard run. Once again, did a lot of his damage in the passing game. Caught eight passes for 154 yards. Brendan Zerbrook has developed really quickly. I guess with that last name, I guess you could expect it. I don't think he's had a turnover in three weeks. He threw two touchdowns tonight. Uh, Really impressive effort there for Alliance. And they started 0-3. They've gotten to the league, and now they're 2-3 and 2-0 in the league. So... 
That's uh, kind of an interesting thing to keep an eye on. That's a good time to start getting start getting hot if once your league play starts here. Yeah, it's uh, definitely uh, a lot worse times to uh, to start winning. And then another game, Mike. We were keeping an eye on Northwest without Braden Mick, forty-five-seven win over Tuslaw tonight. Yeah, um, last week uh, I was at the uh, Northwest Fairless game, and uh, you know Northwest, uh, you know, was trying to make a game of it in the uh, second half uh, after falling behind big early, uh, came up short, and 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 John DeMarco, their head coach, he wasn't having it as far as you know what they were, you know, trying to come back. He said, you know, we gotta, you know, we gotta play. Uh, four uh, four good quarters that they they haven't really done that this season and uh, it, it looks like they were able to do that uh, against Tuslaw as they picked up their uh, first uh, Pac-7 victory of the season. Uh, the Indians opened up a 21 nothing first quarter lead. Uh, they led 38 nothing at halftime. Um, Austin Wright, who uh, took most of the snaps at quarterback last week against Fairless, uh, eight of nine passing for a 107 yards and uh, two touchdowns, and uh, Jacob or Jason Greenfield uh, rushes for three touchdowns, uh, 82 yards rushing. So uh, the Indians, uh, you know, after a, a tough start, you know, find themselves uh, two and three uh, in, at the halfway point of the regular season, and you know, just a game out of first place in the league. Yeah, definitely a a race to keep an eye on. The Pac-7 is kind of interesting right now. A lot of things going on over there. And you can follow all of it on the Canton Rep website, www.cantonrep.com. All the stories we've talked about, you can find Mike's story, you can find my story, Josh's story. Everything's up there. And also Maslin fell tonight. You'll have Chris Easterling's coverage on that. I know he was uh, still working away, just finished up on that. It was uh, kind of a late game with a lot of scoring and a a lot of things going on. But anything else you're thinking of for week five, Mike, again, I just can't believe we're at this point already. Yeah, I, I'm kind of looking forward to to seeing uh, you know a couple of uh, uh, the big games uh, next week. You know, we talked about uh, you know Jackson Lake being one. Uh, I believe uh, in, you know in the Pac-7, uh, Fairless, who uh, won again tonight. They're five and zero for the first time since uh, 1998. Uh, they play uh, CBCA next week. That's uh, you, you know they're going to have a, a, a few hurdles that they're going to have to clear. I know they haven't won a league title in, I want to say, 40 years, maybe. Uh, you know, they've had some playoff teams recently, but they've never won uh, a league title in a long time. And, you know, they're going to have to deal with CBCA. Uh, Manchester will be a tough a uh, tough opponent for them, and Triway as well. So, Triway knocked off CVCA tonight, so you can't overlook the Titans either. No, it's, no. Uh, so that's uh, you know, and that's a you know, that's an impressive win for uh, for Triway. So I, I'm kind of anxious to see how that uh, Pack Seven race is going to shake out uh, during the second half of the season. The Eastern Buckeye Conference is also interesting. It looks like it's West Branches to lose. They did defeat Canton South. I think they put up 69 points tonight or something absolutely absurd like that. Canton South scored 40, but 
that Drew DeShields offense just thus far no one has been able to keep up with it so that's the team to watch there the Federal League that's really interesting I really like how Hoover is playing Perry's one of those teams I don't think you can sleep on them any week they come in despite looking at that record I mean I was really impressed with how organized and hard they played it's it's just they've had some bad luck especially in that run of overtime games yeah you talk about some hurdles you know when we said with fairless in the pack seven you know jackson hasn't played mckinley yet uh they got to play lake next week who's undefeated and uh you know if hoover you know continues to build on this run that could be a real interesting uh, week 10 game between those two teams oh yeah there's a lot to look forward to and we'll be right here to talk about it and you can read all about it on cantonrep.com i think that's going to do it for this week mike and a shocking turn of events we are out of here before 3 a.m i think we're going to have this posted before then 121 a.m you can probably see that we are probably here that we're a bit more lucid than we have been in past weeks or at least i feel that way personally all right that's gonna do it for this week's edition of the friday night ohio podcast for cliff hickman and mike popovich we will catch you next time